0: to the real appeal podcast this is your host kelsey loizel and with me today is mark
1: <laughs> hi everybody mark salcedo here
0: <laughs> what's going
1: on kelsey Kel bell
0: i have to tell you something
1: what do you have to tell me
0: raymond shaw is the kindest warmest bravest most wonderful human being i've ever known in my life who's raymond shaw he was the mentoring candidate.
1: So you knew him personally.
0: I did. Are you brain,
1: Are you brainwashed?
0: No. Okay. And you know, even though everyone else says it word for word the same way, mm. they're not brainwashed either. So get that shit out of your head. <laughs> Dang <laughs> it. Help. Anyways, mm. you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Real Appeal with two E's and Real. You can find us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Please review us on iTunes so that we will get noticed a little bit more because you know we're attention whores. Um, this week we are doing the news. Our recent review is Possessor.
1: Possessor. Oh, I I, I forgot to put this in the docket. To be more precise, Possessor uncut.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> A variety time is the 2020 election
1: mm-hmm. everybody's talking about it so why shouldn't we
0: i know especially because we're talking about the mentoring candidate and like you know mm-hmm. stuff
1: politics and shit like that
0: yeah um the geriatric cinematic we have is 1962 as a mentoring candidate um we decided to forego the 2004 version
1: <laughs> yeah i remember we we're we were watching The Manchurian Candidate, and I was like, well, let me read like what happened in the 2004, right? 2004 version?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, yo, this is a bad movie. <laughs> Fuck that.
0: It's one of those that I'm like, yeah, I know I watched it, but I don't remember it. I remember it was boring as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, And the topic is, better the devil you know than the devil you don't.
1: So, you're the devil I know.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I don't know if I should be... Fear? If I if I should be scared or if I should be turned on?
0: Well, I'm the devil you know. Mm-hmm. And my silent farts are the Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> the devil you don't know. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> my god, help me. <laughs> uh Mark? Yeah. Do you want to get into the news?
1: Yeah. So, uh what's been going on? Um actually this past Friday is uh Johnny Depp is no longer part of the Fantastic Beasts uh, franchise. Um,
0: also, fuck Fantastic Beasts anyway.
1: <laughs> I know I saw the first one. I know you've seen the first and second one. No,
0: I didn't watch the second one.
1: Oh, I thought you saw the second one. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, I saw the first one, and I was like, all right, I guess, and I just never bothered to watch the second one.
0: Yeah, the same thing happened.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Depp, um, Johnny Depp had released... Uh, like a I guess a, a post on Instagram, uh, part of the post was, I wish to let you know that I've been asked to resign from Warner brothers, uh, from my role as, uh, Grindelwald in fantastic beasts. And I have respected and agreed to that request. Um, this is, this is going on because essentially Johnny Depp has kind of just been in the news lately. Um, there was a, he was soon a UK tabloid that, uh, Proclaimed that he was a woman beater, mm-hmm. in, re- in reference to Amber Heard. Um, he tried to sue the company for uh, slander, mm-hmm. and the UK court was like, "No,
0: I think it's libel when it's in print."
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, try to say it was, in, uh, yeah, libel for that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the UK judge was like, "No, nah, nah, it's, it's been confirmed. <laughs> like, there's there's records that you are this type of person." Um, he said, uh, "Quote: The surreal judgment of the court in the UK will not change my fight to tell the truth, and I confirm that I plan to appeal." Um, he continued, "My resolve remains uh, strong, and I intend to prove that the allegations against me are false. My life and career will not be defined by this moment in time."
0: This magic, moment.
1: <laughs> Johnny Dev Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's uh, relationship. I don't. I don't pick. I don't pick one side and then stick to that. Um, I'm more, from my understanding, they they have both been in a very toxic relationship. Yeah. They both are bad people who hooked up, and they're just like shit.
0: I kind of foresee Grimes mm-hmm. and Elon Musk really going down that road.
1: Why is that? I, I didn't know. I don't they're- know.
0: They're just so fucking weird. And, oh, okay. And Grimes has a temper. She's said that before. Oh, also, really? Also, she changed her name also.
1: So it's no longer Grimes?
0: I think it's just X. Okay. Something like that.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, so this story is actually continuing to develop um, as recently as like tonight's recording. Um, one development story is that Warner Brothers still has to pay Johnny Depp his no, eighth...
0: It's C. She changed her name to C.
1: Oh, okay. Were the other alphabets taken? Probably. <laughs> Uh, so Warner Brothers um, since Warner Brothers has several ties with Johnny Depp um, and Fantastic Beasts they still have to pay him his eight figure fee Mm -hmm. the way how it goes is that he was able to shoot one scene and in his contract like so many A-listers Depp has what's called a uh, pay pay or play contract which Mm -hmm. means he if he is if somebody's involved with the movie and if they shoot it and if they get replaced or taken out Mm-hmm. Too bad you still gotta pay him. Yeah. And this is like a contract that a lot of A-list stars don't have.
0: They don't have that.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. A lot of A-list stars actually do have that.
0: Oh, okay. Um. But I know that you're really excited to talk about who is uh, <laughs> taking his place.
1: Okay, I'm kind of on the fence of this. Um. As as earlier as t- tonight. Um, it's been reported that Matt Mickelson is actually in the talks to play uh, Grinwald. It's to replace Johnny Depp's character. Mm. Uh, so this has been reported by Deadline. Um, director David Yates has said that his top choice uh, to replace Johnny Depp is Matt Mickelson. Kelsey and I love Matt, I, I love Matt Mickelson. I don't know if
0: you. You introduced him. me to him, and I'm like, why didn't you introduce me to him sooner? <laughs> and actually, I was. That's why I was so upset, partially, because we started watching Hannibal. Mm-hmm. And then you kept telling me, well, just watch it by yourself. And I'm like, you introduced me to this and you wanted me to watch it. And yeah. like, you're being rude now.
1: Oh, I'm being rude. You okay. Were. I'll stop introducing you stuff.
0: No. Just, you know, introduce me yeah. to stuff and then continue yeah. to yeah. watch yeah. it with Like, finish me. what I start and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, now I'm totally on board with you on that.
1: Yeah. So, Matt Mickelson is reportedly being talk to about uh recasting this role or to to be in this role. Um I'm a little on the fence about this one because I would love to see Matt Mickelson play this character. However, these movies are not good. From part 1 is not good, from what I heard part 2 is worse. Um so it's kind of like let's keep Matt Mickelson away from bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> um it sucks because I remember in the first movie, it's a big spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um, at the end of Fantastic Beasts, the first one, it was revealed that the Colin Farrell was not Colin Farrell; that it was Johnny Depp. Like he had a mask on, or so he he changed his looks.
0: I don't remember that at
1: all. That's what happened. And however, however, <laughs> however I liked Colin Farrell in that role. They should have kept Colin Farrell mm-hmm. in that role. And I remember when like. Um, when part two was was being worked on, people were just like, yo, is Colin Farrell coming back? Because he was like great in that role. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and I remember hearing people saying like, oh, Johnny Depp is that character? I don't really care. Whatever. Yeah.
0: Because Johnny Depp is the same fucking character in everything. You just slap a bunch of weird makeup on him and he's just weird Johnny Depp.
1: I would disagree with that. His characters depend on what type of hat he's wearing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I, he's the same person. Mm-hmm. Like he usually has like a bunch of white paint on his face.
1: Yeah, and he's
0: he's a character, the same character.
1: Yeah, and he's like a legit actor. Like his old his of course stuff back in the day, like fucking Fear and in Las Vegas, Crybaby. I'll even say like the Ninth Gate. You know, uh, what's even Gilbert great, mm-hmm. great great roles by Johnny Depp. Um, but like he's gotten to a point where he, I think it was it was that Pirates of the Caribbean, money. Mm-hmm. He was just like, all right, I'll just play whatever role this actually was. Well, he was
0: well known before that.
1: Yeah, no, but like, that's Disney. That's like, that's Buku Bucks. That's Disney money. You know, yeah. and that's where you just get a point where, like, all right, I can just play any role. It don't really matter.
0: I found out where the word Buku came from today. Where did it come from? France. It means many in French. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Buku, Buku Bucks. books. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: so yeah, Don't that's do
1: that again. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the that's the like I said. This story seems to be constantly like developing. So you know, we'll see what happens as, as this week goes on.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, the next story, Netflix has decided to test a TV channel, like, with scheduled programming.
1: So cable channel, okay.
0: I uh, don't know really what to think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, okay, they were like cutting the cord, and now mm. they're, you know, splicing the, the cords yeah, back together. Yeah, they're, they're taping
1: the cord back up. You know, they're like using putting,
0: electrical tape and shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um, so they're getting into the curation business with Direct, which mm. is a new linear channel, and it's made up of scheduled programming featuring international and U.S. feature films and TV series. So, I don't know. know Univision?
1: You know what? There's something that's already like this. Uh, Pluto TV.
0: Yeah, but it's free.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) It looks like Pluto TV TV got some legit shit. Yeah,
0: Yeah, they do. Like, they have news channels on there, too.
1: Yeah, they have, like, I think they have, like, a straight James Bond channel. They have, like, mm-hmm. an MST3K channel. Doctor Who. Yeah, they have a Doctor Who channel. Fuck, HBO Max. Fucking go to Pluto.
0: Yeah, exactly. In fact, my dad, I told him about Pluto, like, uh-huh. a few months ago when we did Harold and Maud. I uh-huh. was so blown away by that movie. I was like, Dad, you're old. You've seen this movie, right? Uh-huh. And he's like, no, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> seen that movie. I'm like, where the fuck have you been? He was, like, 19, 20 years old when it came out. Yeah. So, like watch it and he's like and then i told him about pluto and he's like oh well you have to show me how to sign up for that i'm like okay yeah. and then we were talking about it the other day he's like yeah i don't have pluto yet and then on, then two minutes later he's like yeah pluto on my tablet i'm like dad you just told me you don't have pluto <laughs> he's like oh well i do but i never use my tablet
1: and i'm like
0: <laughs> okay so you have it or you don't have
1: it
0: <laughs> Why do I care so much?
1: That, that begs the question: If you have an app on, if you have an app on a device and you never use that device, does that app make a sound? <laughs> That's the end of the show, folks. <laughs> right now, somebody, somebody just took a big ass fucking hit or something. They're like,
0: what? <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, it's only going to be available to subscribers, and it's getting a test trial uh, this month, but only in France. Mm, okay. Because, um, you know, they got their fingers on the pulse of what's hip. <laughs> yeah. Um, Direct is the equivalent of a Netflix television channel. Mm. Um, they said it chose France because uh, the consumption of traditional TV, um, many viewers like the idea of programming. And that doesn't require them to choose what they want to watch. But Netflix is already kind of trying out that one thing where they're like,
1: "Oh, like just play me something or something." Yeah,
0: pl- yeah, play something for me.
1: I think, I think honestly, I think that was like the first step. This is like the next step.
0: Yeah. Well, I never use that button because I'm like, no, I'm in a very specific mood.
1: I think because it's that it's that case of um, when the, if there's too many options, you don't know how to make a choice. Um,
0: yeah, but then they should like just. Pair down their fucking options a little bit and make sure it's good. Because no, sometimes it, you know how they were like coming out with really great shit, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're like, "We're gonna come out with like everything, five shows every month or some yeah, shit like that." Yeah. And then everyone's like, "Okay," and then their stuff wasn't good.
1: I think I think that's because like they're. Netflix is constantly like bleeding money mm-hmm. and they're constantly, they, they're constantly working to get more subscribers like over and over and over and over. Like just recently um, there was a news come out that Netflix was going to raise their, uh, their subscription fee. I think by like $2 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, they're trying to like offset offset the cost of like these big names that they're getting. Mm-hmm. Like Ava DuVernay, uh, Marjorie Scorsese, how they got Alfonso Caron, uh, ryan i can't remember his name the guy behind american horror story yeah murphy ryan murphy kenya Barris. They're, they're spending all this money to make all this money and they have to like well let's get this content out because then people will come and start watching and stuff
0: i know i'm just saying like so now you have a problem with too much stuff <laughs> yeah i don't, I, mean, I don't think the answer is to make a tv channel Mm. where people don't get to choose what they're watching i think some people they
1: need that like they need that structure like oh what's on tv okay this is on i yeah, guess i'll so watch this.
0: go to pluto <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> pluto's not netflix yeah but <laughs> it's, it's there yeah, yeah it's true i mean I'm, I'm not one of those people who will spend like 20 minutes trying to find something to watch normally i'm just like all right let me watch my star trek let me watch okay i never finished this show let me watch this oh i do
0: i do spend 20 minutes looking for stuff because i'm in a very specific mood Mm -hmm. but then it doesn't seem appealing
1: oh i got you like
0: um sometimes i get into like i want to watch a documentary
1: yeah so you got to find a good then i'm like okay
0: but i don't want a feel-good documentary and i don't want something that's like really dry like forensic files yeah and i gotta find like the right thing
1: yeah i get you i get you yeah that sounds like a personal problem It is good. Keep it personal.
0: (laughs) You're so mean to me.
1: Hey. I don't deserve
0: it at all. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) You do. You do. do. Um. So yeah, their soft launch in France is November fifth, and they will make it uh, more widely available to France. Still.
1: (laughs) And uh, it seems like early December.
0: Oh, yeah, in early December. <laughs> so they're going to release it in France and then make it more widely available to France.
1: Yeah, I guess it's like, it was a soft launch. Normally, soft launch is like, they're they're giving it to, like, people that signed up for it. Like, hey, you well, want Well, the to soft launch
0: law? is in France, and yeah. then the wider release is also in France.
1: Yeah, well, when they mean, like, soft launch, they, like, they actually will contact people saying, hey, like, Netflix subscribers, hey, um... We got to try the software. Well, well
0: I know it? what soft launch means. I just think it's funny that the soft launch is in France. Mm. And then when they widen it, mm. it's still only in France. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not like I'm sure Germany could like love that shit, too. Yeah, they probably. really like I, it seems like they really like sci-fi stuff over there. I can see that. Yeah.
1: Germany's weird. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh You want to take the next one?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh I say Lashana, Lashana Lynch confirms that she is James Bond, new 007. Um, there have been a lot of speculation if she's going to be the new James... Sorry, she's going to be the new 007. A lot of people are like equating that if you're 007, you're automatically James Bond. A lot of people seem to not fucking get that through their head that it is just a... No, it's like a rank. It is a mm-hmm. rank. Like General Smith. And then... The office next over, there's General Johnson.
0: Oh, I thought 007 was like a specific code name for James Bond.
1: No, it's just a specific code name. Double like 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 for okay, for example, like in uh Goldeneye, there was the character Alec played by uh Michael Bean. Uh not Michael Bean. Um oh, it's his name fuck, I forgot the guy's name. It's not Michael Bean. It's not Michael Bean. Uh it's a dude who was always dying in movies. Mm-hmm. Michael Bean? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, he played he played Alec in in uh Jane in In Goldeneye. In, in Goldeneye, yeah, in Goldeneye. He was like 006. However, if he's no longer 006, they give that title to somebody else because that's just their ranking. That's their code name. Mm-hmm. 007 is a code name. Um so James Bond, 007.
0: So it's like a basketball jersey.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a basketball jersey. Um Sean Bean my beans mixed up (laughs) sean bean sean bean (laughs) yeah um so like because a lot of people are speculating that she's gonna be like she's gonna replace the james bond character or be like the new james bond-ish character and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i honestly don't think they're gonna they don't they're not gonna take that route even though it is a long time overdue that they do it i still don't think they're gonna do it because because of assholes out there
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um she said uh lynch said during an interview. Back in November two thousand and twenty nine, it doesn't dishearten me. It doesn't dishearten me. It makes me feel quite sad for some people because because their opinions they're not even from a mean place. They're actually from a sad place. It's not about me. People are reacting to an idea which has nothing to do with my life. Um, So that's what she said earlier about the backlash. Mm. Now she said recently in uh, it was like Harper's Bazaar, Bazaar, UK um she went uh, like a little bit more depth into it and and um how she prepared for like emotionally for mm-hmm. this backlash she says uh, her quote was i am one black woman if it were another black woman cast in the role it would have been the same conversation she would have got the same attacks same abuse i just have to remind myself that the conversation is happening and that i am part of something that will be very very re- revolutionary um so it's expected that she's going to be the 007 type. She's going to be 007, which makes complete sense because from what I'm hearing, um, No Time to Die starts off with Bond retired. Mm-hmm. And obviously they need a new, they need a new, <laughs> MIF needs a new, um, I think it's not MIF. MI6. Uh, no, because it's not MI6 either. The, her, Majesty's, her Majesty's Royal Service, that's what it is. Um, they need a new 007. So they're not going to hang it up like a Kobe jersey or anything like that.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: RIP. Um, I'm all for it. Um, we'll just have to see how that movie turns out. Uh, if they do make her the new 007, like, you know, she will return in such and such James Bond film or next 007 film. I'm all fucking for it.
0: I honestly think she could carry it. Like oh, yeah, like Charlize Theron gets thrown out there a lot.
1: Oh yeah, she's like one of the the top like picks of like female Bond.
0: Mm-hmm. And but she has Atomic Blonde. Mm. Mm-hmm. And for how much I fucking hate that movie, mm-hmm. she was good in it.
1: Yeah, her character was good. It just was but, just poorly made.
0: Right. Um. But I'm tired of seeing her. well you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i want to see somebody else be a badass woman and the fact that this lady is black Mm -hmm. makes me even happier because who in her position is out there doing something like that
1: yeah that's true i mean there are like there are like obviously there are other actresses that are trying to like essentially kind of like have like this badass character what was that movie we saw the rhythm section remember the rhythm section Mm -hmm. and it kind of gave an idea like this is the beginning of like maybe of a franchise Mm -hmm. And it kind of fell. It didn't kind of. It fell fucking flat. Yeah. Um, The fact that they're using this, like, big franchise to possibly create, like, a new style of James Bond is totally awesome. Mm -hmm. Because it's good to watch something that reflects the audience other than white male. Yeah. You know, there's, like, this is not correct. Off the top of my head, there's, like, 38 James Bond films Mm -hmm. starring a white male. Exactly. What is so difficult about making it a female black woman or an Asian or a I Latino? I do kind
0: of wish that Sean Connery were still around, mm-hmm. at least to see that movie get released. Yeah. So he could champion it because I bet you he's.
1: He probably would have.
0: He probably would have championed it.
1: Yeah, I've I've heard this uh, I've heard this pitch once on a Bond film, and I was just like, Oh, I'm so for that. There was. Um, what I what the pitch was was Daniel Craig's last Bond film would have had him as James Bond, but then he goes up against a bunch of other former 007s, mm. And it would have been Sean Connery as leading it, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, George Lane's like Pierce like he would have like went up against all of them at some point. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's a dope ass idea. I love it. But of course it it never happened. Yeah. Have you ever heard that theory that's <laughs> This is one of the stupidest theories of the 007, that James Bond is really a Time Lord.
0: No, but that makes sense.
1: Yeah, because he get, like, constantly changes. Yeah. That's, okay, I think it's so stupid. It makes sense, but it's so dumb.
0: I, I don't know. I got excited about it. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait, wait, is 007 a Time Lord, or is the Time Lord really 007? That's my mashup, the end
0: (laughs) I don't know what to say to that So I'm gonna say, are you done?
1: I'm done, (laughs) I'm done, I'm done done.
0: So I'm gonna say, let's get into our recent review of Possessor You have a very
1: special
2: nature One we've worked hard together to unlock Me out. The results are normal. Anything you want to flag? No. No, I'm fine. Mom! Hi, oh, Tony. How was your trip? Dull. Extraordinarily dull. Our next contract's a big one. The target is the CEO
0: of the largest operation in the U.S.
2: You'll be binding to Colin Tate. We can't afford any mistakes on this one.
0: Ready? What's with you today? What do you mean? I'm
1: in place. Can we help you?
2: this what are you doing i can't pull the trigger
0: possessor follows an agent who works for a secretive organization that uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies ultimately driving them to commit assassinations for high-paying clients written by brennan cronenberg the stars andrea riseborough jennifer lee, uh, jennifer jason lee and christopher abbott Yes. So you saw this before I did.
1: Yes, I did get a screener of this uh, maybe about two to three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching it. And then there were several times during the movie I was like, Kelsey needs to see that. Kelsey needs to see that. And at the end, I was like, Kelsey needs to see this movie. (laughs) And I I, want to watch it with her again to get a reaction. Um,
0: And then you proceeded to watch it with me. And I felt you watching me.
1: Yeah, there were several times I was like, "There were,"
0: and you even made a comment. You were like, "I can't get like." A oh, sense I, could, of I the, couldn't get a feel of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, was that suspenseful for you? Yeah.
1: Uh, so that, uh, Kelsey, what did you what did you think of this movie?
0: I think I had a couple issues, but mm. like overall, mm. I really did enjoy it. Like the ride that it took you on. Yeah. Um, and like I'm kind of fucked up. I'm going to admit that. <laughs> I like it when movies don't end on a on a happy note.
1: Oh, you like that 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 dour ending? Mhm. Okay.
0: Um and that's not a spoiler cuz I didn't tell you what the ending was. Mm-hmm. But um I like I like it when the ending for me seems like something that is more realistic and not written to make audiences like feel happy. Yeah, it doesn't it, it,
1: yeah, it doesn't have the Hollywood ending. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um so you know, like there were some parts where I thought it was a little rushed, like mm-hmm. they could have they have a lot of slower parts which I actually kind of like because this is a movie that's more of a slow burn, mm-hmm. but some of the time that they used in like really giving you that emotional edge. Mm-hmm they could have used a little bit of it to maybe neaten up some of their other ideas okay um like like some of it's not explained well enough i think mm, okay so like the technology for me is pretty straightforward mm-hmm. Um, so that's not, like, one of the issues, but I don't want to give anything away, so I can't tell you what they actually are.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll do that in the spoiler section. Yeah.
0: Um, and also, um, thought, I just really thought it was interesting. Um, their choice of cast was really interesting. Mm. Um, the Andrea Riseborough, she mm. was really interesting.
1: Well, like her look, her, or,
0: yeah, her look.
1: I think the I think the look of her fits well for what's going on for that character.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It like describes what's going on inside her through her appearance, and not like, not like uh she has twitches or she like a nervous tick or anything like that. It's just like
0: she's kind of mousy.
1: Yeah, it's like kind of mousy and like the pale nature of her. Mm-hmm. It seems like she's kind of like slowly becoming like a former shell of herself.
0: So you remember that one really weird-looking character from uh, Dark Phoenix?
1: Oh, uh, Jessica Chastain, yeah.
0: The one who was wearing the white and was really pale.
1: Yeah, Jessica Chastain.
0: I think. I think Andrew Riseborough would have been a better choice, mm. and they could have, if they would have just toned it back too, mm. and it would have been better.
1: Yeah, I can see that, but th- but then again, that movie was trash all the way
0: i mean it was so i mean maybe it's good that she stayed away from it (laughs) Yeah, yeah um i've never seen christopher have it anywhere i don't think
1: from what i remember he was on that show girls i didn't watch that i didn't watch it either this is the person who i watched this movie with that said that like oh yeah he's from girls but like supposedly um uh what's her name? The one from Girls, the one who the creator of the show had an issue with him and like wrote off his character in a really savage kind of way. Uh Lena Lena Dunham. Oh, Supposedly she L- had an issue Lena, with him. Yeah, Lena Dunham. Yeah, Lena Dunham. Supposedly she had an issue with him and she like wrote him off like fucking dirty.
2: Mm. Um
1: but this this is my first time actually um seeing Christopher Abbott. And and anything.
0: Yeah. What did you think of him? Um <laughs>
1: Nothing special, really. Kind of like at the beginning, I did like the parts where um, the characters kind of like taking the mannerisms of another one, Mm -hmm. and how that you can kind of see like how how one person is there at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool how they were. He was like able to like emulate that. Um, There were parts parts of like emotional bursts that he had that I thought it was really good, but I don't think it really. Like, I think it could have been done better by somebody else. I can't think of, off the top of my head, who would have been better in this role.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but his character is kind of like...
0: I don't know. The first person that uh, was possessed mm-hmm. um, did a better job, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, that character, you know, for whatever short amount of time that character is on film, um, you got a sense of, like, that person's struggle. Mm-hmm. For like from like really fucking quick, yeah, you know, to the point where like, what happens to that character? It it, it I think it stuck with me longer than what happened to the the Christopher Abbott's character, right? Even though we spend more time with him,
0: it was kind of like well, I felt I was, like he was a pretty face. Yes, and that's kind of it. Like he, yeah, and it's not that he had bad acting; it was just like. I think it was how he was either written or directed. Mm -hmm. Just, I could not make an emotional connection to him. You
1: know what? Now I think about, I think that might've been the, I I don't, now I'm kind of thinking about it again. I think that might've been the purpose of, uh, of Brendan Cronenberg. Mm -hmm. Maybe he like intentionally wrote the character to be kind of like. Distant? uh, Distant. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, I, I get it because mm -hmm. the person possessing him was also having certain issues. Yeah. Um, but you have to you have to make it relatable in a way even yeah. if you're going to make that person distant otherwise it's like making a character too hateable mm-hmm. to the point where you they can't redeem themselves and then why are you watching it um because you said if you're going to make someone hate them you have to make them lovable by the end of the movie
1: what was that movie that we saw uh it was like last year it was the movie about the guy who gets controlled by that ai
0: oh um
1: i know i'm blanking on the name
0: it was an upgrade
1: yeah upgrade okay i think of an upgrade okay so the way how like that character is being controlled Mm -hmm. i get i feel more sorry for that character yes you know and like that character is obviously the characters in the movie for quite a bit but mm-hmm. at the distance of when that of when the character from upgrade is being controlled i felt an emotional connection of like wow this dude's not in control of his body
2: mm-hmm.
1: i didn't get so much of that in possessor
2: mm-hmm.
1: i got a sense of like somebody's in control of his body but at the same time i was like yo dude i don't care what happens to you yeah. like it sucks but at the same time i don't care what happens to you <laughs> yeah which was that's i guess that's to try to like draw comparison i think that's where i'm like i'm coming from with the I character think,
0: i think it's you care more about what happens to her, than you do what happens to him. Yes. So even if you would feel bad for him, mm. it com- it gets completely overshadowed by your level of care for another character. Yeah. Um. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so what did what did you think of the uh, what do you think of the directing to kind of give you like a try to give a general sense of it?
0: Um. There were parts of it that it really felt two thousands to me. Really, as far as like colors or kind of awkwardness, mm-hmm. but it still worked for the film. Like okay, I think okay. it was intentional, and I think it still worked. Okay. Um. And uh, like there was one scene where, and it's not giving anything away, but the guy wakes up and the whole room is pink. Mm. It, I don't know. Just something about that to me just says two thousands.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like how, like, the different scenes all have like different color palettes, and like, if it's really obvious, mm. like, two thousands movies tend to make color palette really obvious, and sometimes they could use it in like a really cheesy way. And mm-hmm. in in this movie, the color palettes were there, but they weren't really using it to help paint the scene. Okay, they were kind of just using it to like
1: stylistically like just look cool or something like that or
0: um no not to be like cool or anything but more like it kind of shows you uh like the mind frame i think where they were like it kind of the mood of the room kind of matched the mood of the the characters and 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 if a scene didn't match the mood of the character Mm. then you knew something was wrong
1: okay Gotcha. I gotcha. I understand. I Understand. Yeah. Um, as far as I mean, Brandon Cronenberg. If I mean, if the name sounds familiar, he is the same. He is the son of uh, David Cronenberg.
0: Mm-hmm. Who, did uh, who did
1: The Fly? He did The Fly. Yes. Uh, I'm a huge Cronenberg fan, mm-hmm. and watching this film, I can see his father's DNA like all over the mm-hmm. place. Like the mood, the quietness, the like.
0: Like even the movie poster, the picture on the movie yeah. poster. Yeah. Is yeah. like totally his father.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you just took off if you just said Cronenberg on it, mm-hmm. people would just be like, "Oh, that must be a David Cronenberg film."
0: Mm-hmm. Um, even I have to say, I'm uh, I'm excited about David Cronenberg. Uh, I mean, um, Brandon Cronenberg, mm-hmm. as I am for John David Washington. Oh, okay. You know right what I mean? On, right like, on. like
1: you see that potential.
0: Like I see the potential. I yeah, can yeah, see yeah. that this next generation isn't trying to live in the shadow and the legacy of their father, mm. but they have the same talent, and you know, for, at least for another generation, mm. you're not going to be let down.
1: Yeah, and I and I definitely have to agree with Kelsey's statement that, like, um, mm. I believe this is actually Brandon Cronenberg. I don't think this is his first film. I think this is, like, a second film, but this is the one that's getting the most praise. Uh, if I could look correctly or find the information um but the way how yeah okay so this is not his first film oh i take okay so this is actually his second film Mm -hmm. okay i've never heard of anti 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 antiviral so i don't know what's going on with that but watching this movie i'm just like i want to see what what he's got next because of the level of like originality Mm -hmm. now the whole idea of someone possessing somebody else's body is nothing new but the style of how he did it, mm-hmm. and like the brutalness of it, and frankly the level of like sexuality there is with it, mm-hmm. it's it's.
0: I think the sexuality also kind of lent itself to two thousands.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the funny thing is, like, when you say that sexuality lends itself to two thousands, that sexuality in two thousands lent itself to like David Cronenberg shit. Yeah, <laughs> and like early like uh early like um Steven Stonenberg and like sex lights and videotape and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but. Seeing this film, I'm, like, totally in it. Um, I'm totally into what Brandon Cronenberg has to offer. And I'm really hoping that, like, I love seeing, when I see a talent of a director and, like, their first or second film, I'm going to say, okay, that guy's going places. Sometimes I'm like, okay, they're going places, but I don't want them to get too big because their style gets lost because Mm -hmm. of studio interference. Um, It's kind of like, what's his name?
0: M. Night Shyamalan.
1: Night Shaman is a big example of that. I would even say Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. The more money he's getting, it seems like his movies are becoming more and more incoherent.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, uh, What's his name? Uh, I'm like blanking on names today. The homeboy who directed um, Brick and The Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Like.
0: And I was thinking about him too because like, we really liked him. And then all of a sudden, like *Knives Out* was kind of like
1: yeah, *Knives Out* I was kind of like yeah, and that's like his most successful like his own film yeah you know which I'm cool with but like I feel like when you start getting more money the artistry kind of like escapes Mm -hmm. I've always heard this and I was I do believe in this that when you have less money especially in a film you have to try harder you try harder to make either an artistic statement or you try to find ways to work around it to convey your message
0: unless you're a strong personality like um, Taika Waititi. I don't oh, think he's yeah. ever gonna fucking lose his vision.
1: Oh no, dude, yo!
0: Because that comes with culture.
1: Yeah, like it seems like with every movie Taika Waititi's doing, he's getting better. Like Eagle vs. Shark, he got he was really good. Fly the Concords, a few episodes. Um, fucking Thor Ragnarok, which blew everybody's mind away.
0: Mm. Uh, They're like, oh h- wait, we could like a Thor movie. I
1: know, right? <laughs> uh, Hunt for the Wilder People was a really dope, ass- and that Hunt for the Hunt. Hunt for, um, Hunt for the Wilder People, I think that's the name of it. It's like very indie, but it is a Tucker Waititi film. Mm-hmm. Even like, uh, I'm blank. Jojo fucking, Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Thank you. Even <laughs> Jojo Rabbit was like, whoa, holy shit. You know yeah. I mean? Um, So I kind of got that sense of like Brandon Cronenberg, like, cool, like, cool. Dude, I want you to rise, but like, just don't lose your vision. Just don't lose. Like, keep it there. Because mm-hmm. that's just going to be good. Like, be the next. Be the next David Cronenberg or be the next David Lynch. Because if you watch a Cronenberg and a David Lynch film, they're kinda similar mm-hmm. except one is a bit more surreal.
0: Who did Alien Three?
1: Oh my boo David Fincher. Oh my oh, okay. god. Every time I hear it, every time I hear Alien Three, I'm just like, man, I'm so sorry. Because he got royally <laughs> fucked in that
0: movie. <laughs> Anyways. I was kinda thinking a little bit of the the brutalness of that one.
1: Oh, of Alien Three?
0: In this movie. It's not yeah. as bad but mm-hmm. like obviously like you had to kind of neat it up a bit
1: but Yeah, there's like some correlation with like with that. Like if I show you more David Cronenberg's like later stuff like History of Violence or Eastern Promises, they're mm-hmm. like super fucking they're they're gory. They're bloody like uh possessor is.
0: But I didn't find possessor so gory that it took you out of it cuz uh,
1: I've actually heard that argument that it takes people out of the out cuz it's so gory. Possessor? Yeah.
0: I don't think so. I know there's a couple of uncomfortable scenes, yeah. but not like...
1: There's a lot of blood.
0: <laughs> yeah, but there's like only a couple of scenes that way. It's yeah. not like a gore fest. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. That's true. So
0: like, those people are just fucking pansies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I just realized we've been talking about, like talking around it for a while. I know,
0: but we're actually doing a good job this time, and now we're not like, okay, we gotta jump into it already. I
1: know. Um, okay, so you want to have in the spoiler section? yes okay cool so for the uh folks who has seen possessor you know you go ahead and um you know come along join us step into our office step into our office um for those sorry for those who have not seen it uh we're gonna go ahead and give you a spoiler bumper right about now oh i got it wrong i got it wrong i got it wrong okay here's the spoiler bumper i hope it's the right one right about now Yes.
0: Let's spoil it now.
1: Okay, so you had said that you had something wrong with a bit of like the, the tech issues, like maybe the explanation of the tech?
0: No. The tech was the only thing I really understood mm-hmm. or didn't really need an explanation of. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like, what was the guy's job? Like, what was the point of that job?
1: Which uh, Christopher Abbott's character? Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's funny. I didn't understand it either the first time I saw it until I actually read into it. Apparently, he's data mining.
0: Yeah, I know that they're data mining, but it does, I don't for people who don't know what data mining is, mm-hmm. what the fuck are they doing? Like mm. I don't know what that is. Why do I care about fucking curtains?
1: Exactly. Uh it's like I think from my from my understanding, what he was looking through was essentially um uh, a, google home <laughs> i don't uh-huh. want him to hear it or like a siri or an alexa or something like that and alexa you know whatever he's looking through whatever the technology is he sees a curtain and he's like oh curtains these color or whatever like that and then it pops up later and they're ads oh and stuff like that or you know because you know like data mining people will want to get data mining to sell so they can sell it to advertisers and they yeah. can get, uh, get the consumers to buy their product
0: they that, could have made that a little more clear.
1: I do understand, yes.
0: Um, Because I think it would have more of an emotional punch mm-hmm. when you realize that this guy's future father-in-law yeah. put him in that bullshit job.
1: Exactly, yeah. I, I totally, totally agree with you there, yeah.
0: Um, I also don't think it was super necessary that they made him a playboy.
1: The, uh... Uh, Christopher Abbott character Mm -hmm. that's the thing he wasn't a playboy he was um, and I can understand if you had missed it because I honestly missed the first time I watched it I was able to catch it this time apparently he was a former drug dealer whose um, uh, Sean Bean's character his his daughter was his client and that's how they hooked up
0: yeah but it seemed like he was sleeping around on her or, like, partying yeah. with the guy Yeah. at work. like. Yeah. So even though they didn't make either of those super mm. apparent, yeah. the fact that he was, like, interested in this other girl or whatever, mm-hmm. to me, was like, why are you doing this? You have so much other stuff you could expand on. And yeah. he seems to really, like, love this girl.
1: The girl that he's uh that he's with, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so th- I felt like it was kind of a cop out.
1: Yeah, I can I can see that. Like the, like the fact that like
0: and it, and it made it worse that he was like such a pretty man mm-hmm. that they made him not um lacking integrity in that sense.
1: Yeah, I think the character is Catherine. I think that's the character. Yeah. Is Catherine. Um, Yeah, because you got a sense that, like, uh, yeah, because, like, there was, you got a sense that he did really care about her. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though he was sleeping with, like, her friend, which I believe is, I believe was Ava.
0: No, Ava's the girl that he was with. Catherine was the other girl.
1: Oh okay 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 right 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 right. Um
0: cuz remember they were like it's it's pronounced Ava not Ava oh, yeah, that's and I thought it was weird that they they didn't say it's pronounced Ava not Eva.
1: Mm, yeah cuz cuz no
0: one says Ava.
1: Yeah, I, that is pretty weird. Um, but yeah, the whole reveal that like,
0: and that's the thing that I latched onto <laughs> too. Down. The entire and that's kept coming to me <laughs> while I was watching the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the part that the fact that Christopher Abbott's character is sleeping with Catherine, like I don't like that. I don't feel that was necessary. I honestly don't feel that it was necessary.
0: Right. It it just wasn't necessary. Yeah. Like, and and then the whole kind of crux of his situation was that. He's already kind of prone to instability, mm. but he, they made him seem too stable in the beginning anyway yeah I
1: know that's that's another thing that really bothered me because they were building up um the point of 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 um uh, uh andrea uh Riseboro, the point of her character was to like make it seem like christopher abbott's character is like building up to this moment where he essentially kills sean bean Mm -hmm. out of like anger rage or whatever right yeah but there was really like no build up to that other than like oh you're at the party now act like you're drunk and and uh, and be belligerent yeah so yeah i i understand that because i was having a problem with that as well because there was like there was no and they could have for for the fact that this film is considered the uncut version Mm -hmm. you know which means more expanded scenes They could have expanded that,
0: and they didn't. Mm -hmm. They could have. Um, He seemed pretty resigned to the fact that he had to work his way up, and I think Mm -hmm. that he really didn't seem to have very many issues with Mm -hmm. um, Ava's father. Yeah. Like, he knew that he didn't really like him. Yeah. Like, her father didn't like him. Yeah. But other than that, like, he was just kind of, like, still hopeful that one day they would have a relationship or something. Yeah. So, which was kind of a disconnect from how awful Sean Bean was.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To him.
0: Because, like, there would be no hope if someone was treating me that way or talking to me that way.
1: Yeah. And, like, they try to, like, explain that away with Jennifer Jason Leigh and Andrea Burrow uh, – Russell Rice Burrow are kind of, like, going over uh, Christopher Abbott's character, like, the information and everything. Like, mm-hmm. oh – we found out this, this, this. And this, so this is like your way to get in or the way for you to explain why you like killed him, Stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I think it would have been better if like we, we would have seen it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's talk about like the art style of it. Like, or the direction and everything.
0: You know, so, is some of it kind mm. of reminded me of Mandy.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah.
0: Like, cause I don't, how- I don't know if
1: it's the same producer
0: oh cuz it's like for how emotionally awkward and then how stylistic some of the more um punchy scenes are mm. um Mandy was that way
1: yeah i can i can definitely see that um oh my producers producer was enemy all right all right all right um one the the one thing i like i think the one thing that stuck out with me the most was like um like the transmission scene where like she's in control of his body.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, and, and it's so weird. It's so funny. I've never had this happen. Where I'm like thinking about things like that, and I'm I'm picking out movies out of thin air. Like this is like this, and this is like this. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that was like Neon Demon.
1: Oh really? Yeah, I can totally see that.
0: Yeah. yeah so it's like it's Mandy and it's Neon Demon and it's like what other movie did I say?
1: Uh, you, oh, you, Neon De- you said Mandy Neon Demon.
0: No, there was another one. I don't know.
1: It's okay. Is it?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: <laughs> so I really like that whole scene of like... Oh, b- Alien
0: 3.
1: Alien 3, okay. I really like that whole scene of like the blending of the bodies and stuff. like Or the blending of the... Or the,
0: like the a- melting. And then the like unmelting.
1: Oh, yeah. like Okay, so that... I, 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 I really want to find out how he did that because that looks so fucking cool. Uh, I imagine it's, like, melting and then, like, reversing, just reversing it. But, like, the fact that, like, I don't know, like, the faces look so lifelike. Maybe Mm -hmm. he just melted, like, um, uh, a person's, like, uh, fake face or whatever it's called. A
0: wax figure? Yeah,
1: a wax figure. Thank you. Um, One thing I thought was cool was how you could start seeing how the the minds are either trying, are starting to mesh up, Mm -hmm. where, like, the identities being lost or shared. Yeah. Or, like, there's that part where, like, you see... um, Andrea uh Andrea Riseborough's character like her head is like connected to Christopher Abbott and like yanks away and it's like this kind of bloody gory like Wah! kind of like face. Uh-huh. I thought that was so fucking cool.
0: I thought it was really cool how um they were like battling in the mind. Yeah. And he like crushed her head and then put her the skin of her <sighs> head over his and hey.
1: I knew you'd like
0: that. I do. I was like, "Oh shit!" That's another thing. I was like, "Kelsey's
1: gonna like that one."
0: <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm psycho. Yes, I like crazy stuff.
1: That you want to wear other people's skin? Yeah. <laughs> you sympathize with Buffalo Bill from uh *Science of the Lambs*. You like to wear skin?
2: Yeah, totally, I do.
1: Totally, Totally, totally. Uh, yeah, that scene was so cool. I, I remember. I remember, like, seeing that the first time, and it, like, it made me jump because how 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 great that edit was where he's, like, put her hand, his hands on her face and then like that. And it's not like a brutal, like, crush, blood, bones crack. It's just like, like that. It's like
0: puff. Like, there was air in the head.
1: Yeah. And, and that then, was
0: it. Yeah, and then, like. And you see dust coming out.
1: Yeah, and then he, like, puts on her 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 essentially her memory and like relives all this memory but like when they reshow it it's like him wearing the mask and shit like yeah. that like the part where like she sleeps she's having sex with her estranged husband but like now it's him with the mask on it was just like ooh, that's yeah. ooh, that's kind of jarring
0: <laughs> um the movie does that part really well, mm. and I actually think that because I th- that was the center, I the central idea of the film, mm. that's where they put all of their focus and their energy on. So if they would have just rounded out the other parts of the movie better, it would have, r- like, risen from like a B plus to like an A plus. Oh, really? Yeah. I so can like,
1: totally do that. Right. Yeah. Like,
0: I really like the movie because of all the stuff that it has. I just wish it didn't have the problems that it did. And I know why it happened. And it's just because I think lack of experience maybe yeah. because he, he just didn't round everything else out as much as he did the central idea. Cause I think he just loved it so much that he just kept like molding it mm. and everything else was kind of like, okay, well that kind of makes sense. That works. Whatever. I gotcha, and move I gotcha.
1: on. Yeah. I read somewhere that he actually still has like a lot of footage that was not included in the movie. Um, However, if I remember reading correctly, I don't know the validity, of, I don't know the level, the, the exact validity of the story, but that uh, it's enough material to either do like a sequel or do something in the same universe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So totally down for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing I really like, mm-hmm. you know how in the Matrix mm. they connect with a port in the back of their head? Yeah. I like that there's not a port to speak of. Like, oh, this one? Yeah, like, they're still connecting with a needle.
1: Oh, yeah. But it goes,
0: like, right into their head.
1: Yeah, on the top of the head where, like, people would never think, oh, let me look on the top of your head or whatever.
0: Yeah. Like, it actually kind of freaked me out when it was that first uh, black lady. Mm. At first, I was wondering what the hell she was doing because her hair was kind of not as neat. Mm-hmm. And then I thought maybe look she was like sewing a weave into her hair or something and she didn't care how her hair looked. Oh, okay. And then I realized what they were doing.
1: Gotcha. So what did you think? What did you think about the ending? Um. That big old twist of an ending.
0: I really liked it.
1: Oh, did you? Yeah,
0: I did. Psycho. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I was wondering kind of, like, the logistics of it, but because Mm -hmm. it's such a big reveal, I don't want to try too hard to, like, think about it, because I don't think I'll ever be able to figure it out. Yeah, I mean,
1: it kind of, I mean, I feel like that reveal, if you, I mean, I'm not going to deny it. If you think of that big reveal, the fact that, like, um, the fact that uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh's character is possessing the son. Mm Mm-hmm. If you can't think about it, it kind of has a plot hole in it.
0: It it does to me have yeah. a plot hole, but I like. It's just one of those things where you. It's almost like you know something's wrong, but you can't put your thumb on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and if obviously if you start thinking about it a little bit too hard, it's gonna start falling apart. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like that is it's it's okay. I think I can ex- I can definitely excuse it, mm-hmm. especially like how, uh, how the. Jennifer Jason Leigh, who's in the the body, the son, sorry, the son, sorry, the body of the son of Andrea Riseborough's character, you know, and like, you know, stabs Christopher Abbott in the throat and everything's like bleeding out, and then like it does this quick cut where it's actually like Andrea per- Andrea Riseborough, um, ho- like sh- shooting the gun and actually like shooting the kid mm-hmm. and like and, uh, anger, frustration, it like. Hammers in the idea that this character character is like lost her sense of like humanity. Yeah, that she's like, oh, I can kill my son and be excused.
0: It was weird how they were bringing you down this road of like, um, what is it? It's like one of the sides, like not matricide or familia side or something like that. I don't know what that is. When you kill your family. Oh, okay. Familicide, something like that. Mm. Um, it's weird because they kind of give you an idea that she's cracking and like she says she's dangerous to her family and she kind of sees like um
1: oh parasite, p a r p a r i c i d.
0: I've never heard of that one.
1: It says uh, the killings of one mother, father, father or other close re- relative.
0: Well, father is a uh, fatricide.
1: Oh, it is familial side, yeah. A familial side is a type of murder or murder-suicide in which a perpetrator kills multiple close family members in quick succession, most often children. So it is familial side. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Um, familial Anyway.
1: <laughs> or, here you go, this is more accurate. Prolicide is the act of killing one's offspring.
0: Yeah, but she also killed her husband.
1: Did she? She did. Or was that... Actually calling in control.
0: I think it was her.
1: I think it was calling in control. Because she like really plays with this head saying that like, no, you did this because you wanted to do it.
0: I know, but she kinda has like this whole I don't know if you picked up on it, but it's like this whole thing and they and they even were talking about it in a way where it was like she kinda wanted to get away from her family. Yeah. Even she wasn't willing to admit it, but she really like, yeah. it wasn't sitting right with her, and, like, you get a sense that she wasn't safe for her family, and she knew it, but she also wasn't connected to them. Like, she's really disconnected, and I feel like yeah. she just wanted the weight of being a part of a family off of her shoulders. Like, some people just don't fit as, yeah. like, a mother or a wife. Yeah. Like, they feel like that's something that they should do, mm. and then they try it, and then she's like, i don't know like she it's not that she didn't love them she did but like it was almost like she had like um her personality was splitting
1: i think what i think it is is that because there's that scene where um Ta- uh, tasha and girder are having a conversation at the beginning because girder is like her handle her handler and to like say- and to kind of like see if her personality is still intact you know, uh, it's a person, essentially a personality test she takes mm-hmm. um, and how that is different. The results of that personality test is now different at the end of the movie. I think when she was going, when Tasha was going into these different bodies, she was leaving like a small part of herself,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: with everybody. And that's kind of, that's kind of evident when she was in Colin and there was that split between the two.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So probably like, when the whole by, by the time that these the murders near the end happened she was just like all right i'm at the edge and i'm ready to go and then like the killing of her son was like the final step yeah um i think the evidence of this is when she's holding the red butterfly mm-hmm. and she's like the first time she held it at the beginning she says like oh i remember this butterfly i you know, I did this to it to make it do this and everything and I feel really bad for it. Like she showed She was rem-
0: like, I did this, and then I felt guilty for yeah, she, mounting this dead butterfly yeah, after I killed it.
1: Yeah, she showed remorse. And then later when she sees it again, she goes like I killed this butterfly when I was a kid.
0: Well the, the ab- that's what I'm saying. This whole thing was transformative for her. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't Colin. Uh uh-huh. like I felt like that was almost an excuse. Like mm. you know, like he was there and he helped Mm. push her along Mm. but at the end it was her and like she did it even though it was his body Mm. like it was like the final split of Mm. like who she was and who she is
1: see that's the i think i I think there's still a bit of colin that had a definitely had a hand in the murders and wanted to do it because of how they said that and i know we kind of talked about this earlier but how he did have like anger issues and he's like slowly kind of like getting further and further in that but
0: he seemed like he was genuinely going crazy because he's no. like something is wrong yeah i'm i'm sure maybe it was both of them then i don't know but i really just felt like it was more a tale of how she was changing yeah so yeah. i don't think that they really wanted you to think it was him no no I or, think- or that at the very most you would want to wonder which one it was
1: well i that's the thing i think that i mean I'm, and i'm not i'm not uh devaluing what you're saying I think what I'm what I'm saying on my part is that it's it is a speck of him, but yeah, it's it's like it's not fifty fifty. It's fuck Simon sixty forty. It's mm-hmm. like maybe seventy thirty or something like that. And oh, she's okay. the seventy part. Yeah, maybe even eighty. Like
0: he's helping her along.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's helping her along, but at the same time, he was like, he hated he hated Sean Bean's character. Mm-hmm. You know, he raged out on on Tasha's on Tasha's husband.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's possible. Um, another reason why I think that. It was still him, but not full of him, is when he gets stabbed in the neck by the sun. Mm-hmm. And instinct, turn around, shoot. But he didn't, like, keep firing. He was just, like, boom. And he, like, paused, like. It's like
0: they were, the control was switching back and forth yeah, rapidly. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then, and then when she had control, just fucking blast him yeah. away and shit.
0: Um, I, really, I really like this movie for how. <laughs> Like I'm thinking about it, I'm like all the ways that they were showing their mental illness. Mm. Just, they're, it's just deteriorating. Yeah,
1: like, it's a it's a good one. It's definitely a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so would you recommend would you recommend this this film? I, I laugh because it's gory. It's bloody. they are and splen- dark. Is yeah. It's dark and it's bloody.
0: And I say dark with a big smile on my face. Like, yeah. yeah, it's dark. Like, yeah, it's dark. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend it. Um, I just don't think people are gonna love it as much as I do.
1: I remember that they actually played this at the Beyond Fest this year, mm-hmm. and we came in about a half hour into a half hour before the ending because we wanted to go see uh, Seconds instead. Mm-hmm. And I remember. When the movie ended, people were like clapping and like honking their horns and stuff. Like, I mean, it's Beyond Fest, but it seems like they were really excited about that one.
0: Yeah, well, if you know anything about Beyond Fest, cinephiles go, uh-huh. and you get to see trailers usually mm. on what you're going to be watching, and yeah. that seems like a movie that people who genuinely love watching films oh yeah would love. Yeah, um, not just people who think Transformers is a great movie. You know,
1: <sighs> those people are so mental. <laughs> um so yeah i i would recommend this not for everybody but if you do enjoy an actual good film like a deep provoking a deep thought-provoking film like we had kind of spent about a good maybe 20-30 minutes trying to see what the film was trying to say I uh, highly recommend it yeah definitely not for the kids
0: would i show it to my kids oh god what's don't do what wrong with you if you do that i wouldn't show it to cadence she has a hard time i'm why would you show this to cameron because she needs some something
1: baby step baby steps
0: no i already showed her uh pet cemetery and baby steps, <laughs> baby, steps.
1: <laughs> baby steps show her the frighteners
0: What's that? I don't even know what that is.
1: It's a ghost movie it's with Michael J. Fox. It's actually not bad. Okay. <laughs> she might She might enjoy it. I think it's like Peter Jackson, too. Ah. All right. So, are we done? Yep. All right. What have we got next?
0: Now, we are going to do our variety time. So... We had the 2020 election last week. Yes, we did. And it went on for five years.
1: Oh, God. It did.
0: Until, it most certainly did. Until five years later, <laughs> we came to what we think is a conclusion, but apparently delusional people don't think it's a conclusion. I
1: would say about 77 million people think it's, it's, it's delusional. 'Cause that's how many people that's how many people voted for Trump.
0: Yeah. Um we so we finally have our winner, and it is Joe Biden, mm-hmm and Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. and you know, progression as a country is also a clear winner.
1: Yeah. Kamala Harris is the first uh black Asian female VP, which is totally awesome. Mm-hmm. Um this is this is a case where like you couldn't live underneath a fucking rock and avoid this. Exactly. Like, th- like this was everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, a lot of cities across this country were celebrating. Other countries are celebrating. I've seen videos of people in London, Germany, Spain, fucking Australia, blowing up fireworks and shit like mm-hmm. that for this. This is <laughs> the the best comparison I've heard about this. Was it's like the Death Star blew up at the Return of the Jedi, and we're all celebrating right now. <laughs> um, but we're not here to really talk about the politics of it, because you know, you can go to CNN for that stuff. You can go to MSNBC for that stuff. Don't go to Fox News, because they'll lie to your face. Um, we're more going to talk about where we were and our feelings to- about the results. You want to lead, or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. So... Um, I've been of the mindset before just past Tuesday that if Trump wins office again, this we are gonna die. Like I honestly believe that this it's it's progressive gotten worse um before the election, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking it's just gonna get worse and worse before it gets good mm-hmm. if that at all. Um, so Kelsey and I were like we were following the polls we were like
0: like that first night it was like oh
1: my god that first night
0: i went to bed Mm. so depressed and scared yeah and i don't i don't know if you felt the same way
1: um i went to i went to bed almost blackout drunk
0: Mm. because
1: i couldn't it was hard for me to cope with that shit um i was really hoping that he was gonna win north carolina um and texas because i thought i really thought texas was gonna flip to yeah. a blue state
0: mm-hmm. i thought florida was at first
1: florida is another one because it seemed like it was fucking happening you know this quote-unquote blue blue wave and everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but as the weeks as the day weeks fuck <laughs> <laughs> as the days went on as it the was,
0: hours went on yeah as the
1: hours went on it was like okay this is like slowly trickling down all right cool and then like you can kind of i kind of felt like a little bit of hope coming mm-hmm. and i remember I, I remember you and i were talking i was like we're not gonna get the results until like friday maybe
0: i know and i was like i think thursday
1: yeah and then i'll never forget this <laughs> on friday i couldn't i couldn't sleep mm-hmm. thursday night um i think i got up like a episode one of season two Mandalorian was out. I was like, I'm going to watch that. I need some joy in my life. Hmm. And as soon as I turn on the TV, fucking, I think like, uh, Georgia had flipped. Yeah. You know, Nevada and Arizona were like teetering. And people were like, okay, he might win it. And then that gives him like a big lead. But I think at the well, time,
0: they were blue already, but they were talking about how Trump was gaining on them in those states.
1: Yeah. And I remember, I think it was like Georgia had flipped mm-hmm. to blue. And I remember I came out to your room. I was like, No, it was like a little bit later. I was like, holy shit, fucking. I came in the room uh, to Kelsey's room. I was like, Georgia fucking flipped. My God, I think Biden's going to win. Fuck, the mood got like lifted.
0: It did, but then it felt like time stopped.
1: Yeah, because we're waiting on like Pennsylvania. Um, Yeah, we were waiting on Pennsylvania. And even though Georgia
0: flipped, they Mm. still hadn't called it for that state.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And they hadn't called Nevada, even though he was pretty much winning Nevada. Mm -hmm. And he was close to winning Arizona, which is, that's an interesting one, too, because Arizona was like a red state last time.
0: And it usually is red.
1: Yeah. Um, But, fuck, I think it was, what, Saturday, Saturday morning came, and I was asleep, I woke up, and I looked at my phone, and the person who I was in bed with she said that she felt my arms like raise up like yes and looked at me with my eyes closed and i was like he fucking got pennsylvania (laughs) and whoo holy shit the celebration started fucking la was just marching and fucking cheering west hollywood was fucking packed as shit yeah um so for that for that day i felt hope
0: yeah for that whole day for that whole day (laughs) yeah
1: so uh, what what was your feelings on this Kelsey?
0: My kids were really interested in this one. Yeah, they were
1: watching it with you, weren't they? They
0: were really really watching it. Like they I don't know like if I can explain this well enough, but especially my older one is like very I don't know, like she doesn't like it when things aren't right. Like she's very um right and wrong good versus evil Mm -hmm. like that's how her brain works yeah like even today they were asking me like who was president when i was born you know like yeah so i told cadence like okay obama obama was president when you were born she's like oh yeah she got like did a little happy dance Mm -hmm. and then cameron asked me and i'm like bush was president when you were born and (laughs) (laughs) she's like was he a good president i'm like I mean, he's not Trump bad, but he wasn't good. <laughs> yeah,
1: he, yeah. He, the economy was going down in the shitter when he was in office,
0: and Sheila like, kind of hung her head, like, "Oh man." Uh, <laughs> um, but they I think, were like,
1: "I think I was, I think I was Reagan. I think I was born during the Reagan era." I
0: don't know where for me.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: oh, actually, maybe, you
1: were born in the Reagan era. Yeah,
0: because I was, I was born the same month that Biden lost his first election.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. Um So I sat down to watch the election. I was kind of so scared I Take that
1: back. I was Reagan. What was I? Uh, what year was 89, right?
0: 87.
1: 87. Um Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was Jimmy Carter, but anyway, go on, go on.
0: Um they were I could, like I was so depressed about it. I was scared. I mm. couldn't even drink, like. Oh, like like a like, drunk or anything. Yeah, like mm. I couldn't. I first of all, white claw was the only thing I could drink. Uh-huh. It doesn't get you drunk. No, it does not. <laughs> then I tried to drink some, like cucumber mint vodka, but I didn't really have the juice for it. Mm-hmm. And like you're like, oh, try the sparkling water that you like. Ah. Uh-huh. But it just tasted like salt water to me when I mixed them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no. Um, and I went to bed and then the whole next day when, uh, I had the news on and my 10 year old was just sitting there refreshing the browser on her computer. So I didn't tell her to do that. And she didn't even ask me where to look. She just went on Google uh and put in the election results and she saw the map and she's like, (gasps)
1: okay so your 10 year old was refreshing to get the election results right yeah so your 10 year old was essentially everybody in this fucking country exactly. (laughs) because i remember doing that every like 10 to 15 minutes on google what's the election results what's the election results Mm -hmm. like if i wasn't in front of a tv what's the results
0: (laughs) yeah same thing and like um i remember when i think georgia had flipped because i like i woke up Mm -hmm. And I, and I left the room to use the bathroom. She was sleeping with me that night, so we woke up next to each other. And I went to the bathroom. You
1: mean Georgia or Pennsylvania? Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Okay.
0: And when I looked at my phone, I saw Georgia flipped. Oh. Uh-huh. And I went back in the room, and I'm like, Kiddens, Biden got Georgia. And she, and she actually went like this. He did?
1: <laughs>
0: and, like, even the first day after the election, uh, the election night, <laughs> mm-hmm. she was like, oh, yeah, who won? Who won? And I'm like, nobody did yet, sweetie. Like, it's taken a long time. Um, Given the
1: circumstance of what's been going on in this country.
0: Yeah. So for me, it was more kind of like trying to navigate it emotionally while also trying to help my kids navigate it because they are really invested in this. And even one of them made the comment of, you know, Trump was in office for four years, and they didn't manage to deport all the legal mexicans Mm -hmm. not the illegal ones but the legal ones because i know that when he came into office he they were actually scared about that because their dad is um he has his green card yeah um and that was like a fear that he was just going to try to get rid of everybody yeah
1: i know there have been stories that him actually accomplished uh, accomplishing that Mm -hmm. and like especially people who were born here um who parents came here? Who essentially they're not DACA, but they came here. They're they're. Um, Oof! Oh, someone's alarm just went off. Mine. Um. Yeah. How how people who were born here, but their parents were born here, they like cross the border and then they pop the kid out here and everything, mm-hmm. and they still have to like work around the system. It's like a
0: citizen surrogate or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And how like. These people have never been to the country of their parents' origin, like Mexico or Guatemala, Nicaragua. You know, whatever foreign country, and uh-huh. they get shipped there anyway.
0: Yeah, and they're like, I don't even know how to speak that language.
1: Yeah, I don't know anybody to like survive. Yeah. So those stories do exist, and I can understand the fear your kids have because that's that's their that's their father. Mm-hmm. You know, Daddy might get deported. You know, that's like Leia looking at me and say like, Daddy might get deported, even though I was born here, and I don't know like fourth-generation slavery or something like that.
0: <laughs> like, you're going to get deported back to Africa.
1: Ew, let me do South Africa, not North. I think <laughs> that's the bad one.
0: Um. And then I got so excited when I found out that they— and the kids were excited, too. I had them. Hmm. Um, they were excited that Biden was projected to win by the, the news media. Hmm. And then, I kind of resigned myself to the idea that all these people were celebrating, and I wasn't going to get to celebrate with anybody. Like, and I was getting really depressed about it mm-hmm. because I, I I recognize it as like a really important time for our country and in our lives. Like, we're never going to relive that day. Yeah. So like, I was actually kind of bummed about it, um, and I was having kind of like one of my depression episodes too. So mm-hmm. like, the news was good, but i was kind of off balance Mm -hmm. and then you invited me you're like hey do you want to go with go with us down to la i'm like something in me like snapped like the 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 possibility of me going anywhere was gone and then it was there and it like then i got kind of like anxious like even teary-eyed, like crying, like oh my god, like what am I gonna do? Oh no, like I have a hair appointment. Should I cancel it? I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like I was freaking out. Yeah. I don't think you really even caught that.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't think. I honestly didn't think that was going on in your head. Granted, we weren't in the same room. we were, you know, doing our own thing. um Like
0: I actually was crying.
1: Oh really? Holy shit. But I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I am honestly glad that I did hit you up. Like, oh, the, Kelsey's gotta like come with us. I hope she's gonna come with us. And I know you had like a hair appointment. And I was, and I, I, honestly didn't want to push it. Like, no, no, come with us. Cancel that, because you've been trying to get that for a while. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, hey, the choice is yours. But I know
0: you'll make the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, with 30 minutes to spare, uh-huh. canceled my, well, rescheduled my appointment for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we went down to LA. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And um, yeah, it was, it was actually. Not the first time I've actually felt that. I think we were, I think we went to a protest where you could really feel that type of energy. Oh, yeah,
1: that was when Trump first got elected, we went to a protest.
0: Yeah, Mm. and even though it was like, we don't like Trump, Mm. there was so much hope with the people while they were protesting. Like, someone's going to hear, like, it matters what we're doing.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's that energy because you are, you are at a place around other people that's essentially fighting for a, cause. And I want to say and in this exercising
0: case, exercising their rights. Too. Yeah,
1: and I want to say for a good cause because you know, despite whatever the Trump administration says, protesting is not illegal.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, that's what
1: dictators want to do. They want to make that shit illegal. Mm-hmm. You know, and it you still get that same of energy when you're um when you're celebrating, especially like when essentially everybody not even just in the country, in this world had your same mindset of, like, we cannot take another four years of this guy. Yeah. And, it's and of course, that's been the argument for, like, Bush getting reelected or, like, um, I think Reagan was, like, a one-term president as well. Um, but, like, this was a strong case of, like, this is what he's done for the past four years and it's been all bad. Mm-hmm. We have the coronavirus. Uh, unemployment is up by like 14%. It might be like 22% or some shit like that.
0: Speaking of that, Mm -hmm. the thing that really made me happy, Mm -hmm. like on top of everything else, is like the cherry on top. What was that? Monday happened. Uh. The stocks fucking skyrocketing <laughs> you know what i mean no, like i, get
1: what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. like because
0: that whole time trump was like oh yeah the stocks are doing so great and you know that's because i'm president and i do such a good job mm. and like the news that you're not going to be the president anymore made the economy better yeah
1: and you know what i'm i'm one of those people that like because tw- cause trump is on twitter he's accessible on twitter i kept blowing his shit up mm sending him means and telling him like you can go fuck off and grab your shoe shine box Donnie and like all this kind of mm-hmm. shit.
0: I called him Connie.
1: Oh yeah what, what was it why'd you call him Connie? What's Connie
0: Because it's like Donnie and Con artists. Yeah. You know, so Connie.
1: I tell I, I told my friend that and she was like, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um and then I'm I'm uh I was like you like when the stock shot up you got excited. I got excited just the fact that um, Biden is putting a coronavirus task force to, actually I think he's already get his members together
2: mm-hmm.
1: when I when that came out I was like oh god people are gonna this could be a group that's actually to do something about this shit you know
0: <laughs> I saw a Trump supporter that was like so he's putting together a task force of people to you know take care of the coronavirus but he doesn't have a plan I'm like The task force is a group of people who are educated so they can come up with a plan. Exactly. Like, how fucking stupid are you? Come on. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and like um, that that night on Saturday night, uh, Kelsey and I we we went out. We had drinks. We ate. You know, it felt good to ever like sit down and eat out to eat out.
0: You know, we're outside.
1: Yeah, we're outside, but it was like because you and I haven't actually. Like gone to L.A. to go eat like how we used to do it Mm -hmm. like after like doing something cool or checking something out Mm -hmm. we haven't done that it seems like fucking for years yeah Um, but it felt good doing that and later that night it was (sighs) it was so nice seeing fucking Biden just being like this is what we're going to do in america this is who we are it, it,
0: i haven't i didn't get to see his speech
1: you should watch watch his speech and more importantly watch kamala harris's speech mm-hmm. it is like some good shit and right there i i, I kind of start tearing up i was like it's good to actually have a president
0: <laughs> it's like when your parents come home after you was stuck with a shitty babysitter oh yes
1: <laughs> yes um, i saw i there's something i posted on our uh Real Appeal Facebook page and Twitter page and it was um, Star Wars A New Hope and it was a picture of Barack Obama, Empire Strikes Back, a picture of Donald Trump Mm -hmm. and then Return of the Jedi, uh, a picture of Joe Biden. (laughs) I was like, makes sense.
0: Yeah. Totally with that. I like that.
1: Um, Now we're still... I mean that excitement was great and all on Saturday, but I'm kind of I'm getting to the point where I'm kind of like going downhill a little bit.
0: Reality setting in. Still yeah. Still have two more months with him. Yeah. He's still fucking people up. Now he is not gonna support the farmers or some shit, and they were actually like the the bread and butter basically of his campaign. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, and then. There are people in his administration that are starting to say, like, I think it was like Mike Pompeo was like, um, a reporter asked him, like, what's going on with the transition? Is the transition going to be as smooth as it should be? And he says something like, um, it'll be a smooth transition into, into Trump's second term. Mm-hmm. So even people in his administration are just like, they're saying Biden didn't win, even though there is clear indication, a clear margin. There is no margin of error because it's so widened now that there's no need for a recount, except mm-hmm. for maybe like, maybe Pennsylvania or some maybe Pennsylvania. I think there might be like a small margin. It was like twenty
0: five thousand or something
1: like that. So twenty five thousand, like come on, like that still ain't shit. Yeah. You know, and like Trump is like trying to like he's gonna still do his rally. He's gonna say I won, I won. Where clearly. You have not. You have lost the popular vote, and more importantly, you lost the electoral go- college. Mm-hmm. And doesn't matter if you say I didn't win. You, I mean, it doesn't matter if you say I won. You didn't win.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny how this happened <laughs> four years ago. Yeah, where um, Clinton won mm-hmm. the popular vote and
1: lost the electoral lost vote. the
0: electoral vote, but still like. You know, they were talking about, you know, not voter fraud, but Mm. like, how can this be and all this stuff. And all the Trump supporters were all like, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. And Fox News
1: was like that too. mm
0: -hmm. Even before the certifications Mm. that the Trump people are now saying, oh, it's. Just because the media called it doesn't mean that, you know, Biden's the next president.
1: Yeah, which I think is stupid I think it, is stupid. It was
0: good enough for them four years ago.
1: Yeah, which is still stupid because Trump was like, Oh, I won because he was ahead and like he was ahead at one point. Oh, I, I won. Yeah. No, dude, we're still fucking counting. Yeah. Um so we'll still have to see what happens in the next couple of course everybody's gonna see what's gonna happen in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. One thing that I am hoping is that um by January 6th, 20th, I think it is, Mm -hmm. when the inauguration happens, we get to see the Secret Service come in and kick him the fuck out. Yep. There has been a report from, I think, Vanity Fair that people in the administration have said that Trump has said that they will have to drag me out of this office.
0: Yeah, that he was going to lock himself in the Oval Office.
1: (sighs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna echo something that uh, I heard from the Look, For- Look Forward podcast. Um, I'm hoping that they pull. I'm hoping what happens is a scene from the Shawshank Redemption.
2: Mm-hmm. Here's
1: a big, big spoiler: uh, the warden who finds out who is found out to be a, a crook, a crooked individual. He's getting, he's getting he, all his information out there by the news. By the news, the police are coming to him. They're going to arrest him. He's going to go to jail forever. He is in his office. Cops are banging on his door saying, we come, for your, we come to arrest you. They're going to open the door. He pulls out a gun, points the gun at the door, and then just points the gun to his chin and bam, blows his brains out. Hmm. I wouldn't mind if that happened. I'm yeah. not saying I want it to happen. I wouldn't mind.
0: But you don't want that to happen because we had that conversation. You said you'd rather see him go to jail that is true everything
1: that is true that is true i you're right thank you for pointing that out one of my things i want to do is i don't want him to die early right, like i said i don't mind if he blew his brains out but i don't want him to die i want him i want him to go to court i want him to lose everything i want his legacy to be fucking destroyed i want his family's like i want the trump name to be synonymous with fucking loser mm-hmm. that's what i want
0: I would love that too, but I'm terrified that at least for the next 2 years, he's going to be a virus that you can't shake Ugh. because
1: 2 years or 2 months? 2 years. Okay.
0: Because he's he's going to be the coronavirus. Mm. He's going to still be in politics. He's still going to have the ears of a lot of the Republicans. Yeah. And they're and it's going to make Biden's job harder, especially because it's looking like the Republicans are going to take over and oh, still the sen- keep the Senate.
1: I'm hoping not that we we'll find out January fifth though.
0: Mm-hmm. But one thing that makes me happy mm. is that I found out uh, I think today or yesterday that even though, um, the you know we still have the Senate the way it is now. Mm. Um, it's not looking very likely that the um, Affordable Care Act is going to go away. Oh, it's not
1: going to. They're, go they're away. not
0: going to vote on it because they're like. The, like, they don't they don't want to vote to take it down right now.
1: Cause that's the thing. They want to take it down, but they don't have a justifiable reason to take it down. They don't have well, a they, plan.
0: Well, they, you know, that's what I'm saying. They don't yeah. have a plan. But Republicans don't really give a shit about if they have a plan or they don't. They just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, so I'm actually kind of surprised that mm. they're holding themselves back from doing that. And that's, the, that's I'm happy.
1: That's the funny thing, because, like, you take that ACA away... um. You are gonna get fucking rioting because people rely on that. Like, I know for I know it's not perfect, but it's better than having nothing. Mm-hmm. And if the if the GOP try to take that away, I would not be surprised if like people started attacking these politicians now because they're yeah. like, "Yo, dude, like what you did just like killed my wife. They killed my son. Yeah, took his medication away because of why? Like that? Yeah, you know? exactly.
0: Um." So, now but <laughs> I'm just like Biden's the winner. I'm 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 optimistic, mm. which is not something I've had for the last four years.
1: I'm I'm I'm. But
0: I'm not. But I'm still scared because so of the next two months. You're
1: cautiously optimistic.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I'm th- I'm the same way. I'm very cautiously optimistic, and we we still have a long road to go. We have a lot of things to rebuild. The shit that Trump had like destroyed, and
0: but um, I think Biden already said he's going to do executive orders to yeah. just fix a bunch of the shit.
1: Yeah, I, I read that too, and um, we have to keep. I mean, for people who are listening, we have to keep. We have to keep him true to that. He's promised a lot of things. This is at a time where like we need to start holding politicians actually accountable.
0: Like, even though Biden's going to be in office, mm. we still need to do protests. We still need to, you know, speak to our elected officials, Mm. be active in voting. Yeah, you know, still keep an interest in politics because if if we don't, the Republicans are going to take over again. Yeah,
1: they're going to try to do it again. Yep. All right, I think we're done talking about politics. Well, for this section.
0: I'm not even sorry about it, you know? Don't
1: be fucking don't be shit. Yeah. I felt
0: like I sounded hella smart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, you are.
0: Um, so now, we are going to do our geriatric cinematic of the Manchurian Candidate.
2: If we may proceed with the demonstration. Raymond. Who is that little fellow sitting next to the captain? That's Bobby Lembeck, our mascot, I guess you'd call him. Doesn't look old enough to be in your army. I guess he isn't, but there he is, ma'am. Captain Marco, you'll be good enough to lend Raymond your pistol, please. Yes, ma'am. Thanks, Bear. Sure, kid. Shoot Bobby, Raymond, through the forest. Yes, ma'am.
0: This movie came out in 1962, which is the year my mom was born. So just so you know. Okay. Um, (laughs)
1: She was the Manchurian candidate. (laughs) Uh,
0: She was the mother.
1: We'll talk about that when we get there.
0: Uh, the synopsis is a former prisoner of war is brainwashed as an unwitting assassin for an international communist conspiracy written by John Frankenheimer, written by George Axelrod. It stars Frank Sinatra, Lawrence Harvey, Janet Leigh and Angela Lansbury.
1: Um, I want to just make a quick mention. Normally, folks are listening. You get like a trailer or somewhat of a trailer for uh for Jared cinematic and a recent review however it was very hard to find a legit trailer for this movie so that that uh, what you just heard was just a scene of one of the characters and they kind of give you the idea of what this movie is about yes so Kelsey um well I have never seen it but the point of the show is what does Kelsey think about films uh, that have a nostalgia love of of this type so what did you think of this movie
0: I actually really liked this film.
1: Really? I thought you were like really mixed on it.
0: No, I was not mixed at all. Okay. I was totally sold on this. Okay, okay. And I would say Seconds was like the first black and white movie I've seen in like a really long time. Mhm. If ever. And I really thought that when I was like I thought that I just don't like anything that's in black and white. Mm. Like I just had a negative mindset on it and Okay. After watching this one, I realized I just hadn't expanded my mind mm. for film yet, yeah. like broad enough to look past it. Yeah. Um.
1: And, and what you're saying, that's not a foreign thing. I've heard, I've heard plenty of other people saying I can't watch black and white film because the lack of color or whatever.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's not about the color. It's about the story. Mm-hmm. Um. That's why I even like slower stories, because it's a story, and it's just got to be a good story. Mm. Um, but I really did like this film. Um, it had a really strong few messages, really. Um, I would say the one thing that really took me out of it, though, mm. was Frank Sinatra.
1: Really? Why Why is that?
0: Because he's supposed to be like the leading guy.
1: Yeah, like the lead investigator into like this whole brainwash conspiracy.
0: And I know like New York detectives always kind of look more gangster than detective, you mm. know, in, like the older films especially. Yeah. Or you know like, uh, Chicago PD. Yeah. But. <laughs> um, I really felt like every time I saw Frank Sinatra, uh-huh. I saw mafia.
1: Well, it's funny. Because
0: he has mafia ties.
1: It's funny how you say that. Because the mafia is known for kind of taking as much money as they want. Um, according to executive producer Howard W. Coach said that the budget for this film was $2,200,000. For that amount, 1000000 went to Frank Sinatra. Really? And the rest went to, uh, oh, I'm sorry, 200000 went to Lawrence Harvey. And that only one million was for everything else, now this is from i m d b so that I don't know exactly how true it is, but the way how Frank Sinatra was back then, I don't doubt it,
0: yeah, so um that's the only thing that really took me out of it was how I just looked at him and he just looks like a gangster, he talks like one, mm, yeah, like he's not polished
1: yeah there's this is one this is one part where like. Frank Sinatra is talking to uh, what's his name, Lawrence Harvey, and he's like, pretty much telling him that like, you're you're getting out of this brainwashed game and everything. Like you're 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 gonna we're gonna save you and everything. Mm-hmm. He says like, it's not anymore. The plan's not gonna happen like that anymore, baby. Like when he said that, I was like, oh man, that's your Vegas coming out. Like, like kick back.
0: <laughs> what do you mean that's his Vegas coming out? Like because
1: whenever I think of Frank Sinatra, I think of. Him as a performer, as a Vegas performer, oh, okay. and I'm just I'm pictured I'm pictured Vegas whenever I see him.
0: I see New York. All really? The way. I okay. See New York, but I get the baby is like Vegas, mm-hmm. but definitely see New York in him, and his accent is New York.
1: Yeah. Um, one thing that took me aback in this movie was Angela Lansbury. Yeah. I've always known Angela Lansbury as like this sweet old lady. I think she's British, too. And she's Murder, She Wrote. She was a fucking bitch in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, my God, holy shit. I can see why Lawrence Harvey was just like, I hate her.
0: <laughs> um, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Like, I hated her, but I loved her. Oh, really? Like, I hated her character, uh-huh. but I, like, Love the performer.
1: Uh yeah, she's a British. Yes, yeah, she's from she's from England. Mario, England.
0: I think my favorite thing was the beginning when it's like they look like why are all these guys just sitting with all these old ladies in this fucking I, yeah. you know pl- they're talking about plants. I thought th- that
1: now that it's was like for, a
0: garden club.
1: That cut that scene was cut so well because uh you were You know that, like, at one point, you know that they're in a, they're being displayed, um, showing that uh, Korea has, like, captured them, and I think it was, like, North Korea has captured them, and they're being brainwashed. And you, the cutaways of, like, oh, now these are old white ladies, now these are old black ladies, and it shows, like, how each of, some of the characters, their perspective are different. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool how they were cutting that scene like back and forth.
0: Mm-hmm. And, it and then you would th- see who it actually is, because it wasn't ladies at all. It was mm-hmm. uh, military members of those countries.
1: Speaking of speaking of uh the people who were involved, um the guy, his name is looks like Nai Die, the guy who played uh, Dr. Yin Lu. Uh huh. Or Lin yes sorry, Yin Lo. The guy who was but head of the brainwash. Uh-huh. I loved his character. His character was so fucking fun.
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, usually those those types of characters are written in such a stiff manner. hmm And he was just, like, gleefully evil.
1: Yeah, he was almost like a Bond villain evil.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it works. Like, it's great. Yeah. I
1: didn't... I, I completely forgot... Um, uh, I I didn't I didn't take it account, but you know it's 1962 that this film was shot during like the Red Scare era, the the McCarthy the McCarthy era, where communism was like running rampant. And I like how they incorporated that into the story. Yeah, how they made it about uh, communism and what their plans are and everything.
0: I really like that, and I really like how they didn't make it a typical movie where the love interest is the only thing that's so important, and mm-hmm. they lived happily ever after.
1: Yeah, this ending was very sad. Like
0: another it, sad it, ending. Yeah,
1: another dour fucking ending. Yeah, Lord.
0: Imagine that. I liked it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um my one of my biggest gripe is uh the use of Janet Lee. Mm-hmm. Um she's essentially Frank Sinatra's uh love interest. But the way how like she's introduced is really off Because it's like okay, it's not off putting. She's thirsty as fuck. She's like really thirsting for Frank Sinatra at a time where Frank Sinatra's like losing his mind and shit.
0: Yeah, she's like, Oh well Here's the thing. Uh. That's uh sexist of you. You know why? Why? Because men do that. They will find a weak woman and mm. that's an easy target. And here's mm. this woman is kinda doing the same thing. Even though she's okay. not like bad. Yeah. Or whatever, she's like, oh I can fix you. Or like, oh, you need my help. Like mm. it's like okay. the the um knight in shining armor. Okay.
1: All right. Then I then I reverse my I reverse my my grievance on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I reverse it a little bit because she's introduced. She's Frank Sinatra's love interest, but like we don't really see the relationship really blossom in a natural way. Like
0: it, it's weird. It's forced. It's like they needed somebody there to bail him out, mm-hmm. and. To try to be his voice of reason, mm. but it was like they met. She bails him out, mm. and then they're like together. Like there's nothing else in between.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like there's like really, really no frame of reference when it comes to time in this movie. Because at one point, like they meet on a train. Uh, she bails him out. They essentially hang out, and then next you know he's like, oh, we're gonna get married. Yeah. And it's just like. Like, well, how much time has con- gone by? Has it been like two weeks? Like, that's f- okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's that's how it's supposed to happen. <laughs> you know? Like, when I was going to get married, it was only four months. Mm,
1: yeah. No, wait. Was it four months? I thought it was a little bit longer. I thought it was like six months or something.
0: No, it was four months. Oh, okay. Because what? We got, we met. And then two weeks later, I think we got like engaged, air quotes, because there was no ring. And then, then I moved in like three, two, three months later. I moved to another state to be with him when I was like eighteen.
1: Dang
0: And then we got married.
1: Hmm. Um. So oh okay, so I didn't I didn't fully expand on Angela Lansbury's evilness. Yeah. Um. She is very. She obviously is a very controlling mother. Um, and but just the way how she like, like but wait some berates him.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: not in a very savage way. It's like a, I'm gonna like fuck with your head right now.
0: She's a like a debutante.
1: Yeah, she's a total debutante.
0: Um, but the thing that I really like about her, like the character. She seems like she's just a controlling mother. Mm. Then you find out, like, her political aspirations, Mm. she knows that she can't get anywhere as a woman. She needs a man to do it. Yeah. So she controls her husband. Yeah. Who's trying to get into the presidency.
1: Yeah. So she's obviously very, very smart.
0: Yeah. And it turns out that her son was abducted while or taken prisoner of war while mm. in war um she needed somebody and they she told them to find somebody cuz she was working with the communists yeah and they chose her son on purpose to try to like have leverage above her too
1: yeah to like control him so she can so he can make these kills these these necessary uh assassinations
0: right mm. so she was upset by that but also like it honestly didn't matter in in the end because any for as far as she was concerned, her hunger for power was more important than her own son.
1: Speaking about a uh, hunger for power, um, I found out have that a Snickers. No idea of Snickers.
0: Well, there's Halloween candy. Oh, that is,
1: and maybe I'll get some of that later. It's gonna really <laughs> fuck up my keto diet. <laughs> um, so I found out that in Richard uh, uh novel, uh, the relationship between uh uh Eleanor Shaw uh Angela Angela sorry Angela Lansbury's character and her son was explicitly explicitly incestuous incestuous because I remember there's a incestuous? scene incestuous thank you I remember there's a scene where like um where you think would you think that like she kisses him on the lips and I remember you pointed that out yeah. you were like why was you know you thought that was really weird mm-hmm. so in the book there's an actual bed scene between the two, between mother and and son, ew, I know. Um, uh, George Al, George how do you say Axelrod. Name? Axelrod. Um, just he took a little bit of the element and just reduced it to a less than motherly kiss. It's, especially, it's like 1962, and to have that on film, that's like you're really pushing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that answers that question. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> uh, I did feel sorry for um, Lawrence Harvey's character. Oh, man. He was just jerked around so much. (sighs) So bad. And then he finally gets to marry the love of his life. And then he ends up being the one who kills her.
1: Yeah, that shit was was mad fucked up.
0: Like, he did it and then didn't remember doing it and then had to essentially relive it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. And that really sucked. I like, can't. I'm actually happy how it ended, because basically, like, he got away, didn't he?
1: Lawrence Harvey. Yeah. No, he, he blew you, his brains out. He
0: blew. Okay, one of them was on the run, though.
1: No, nobody was on the run. Hmm. Remember, it's a, it's the scene like he kills uh, he kills Jocelyn and her father, and then he like oh now, now I know why you think that because um. He left, and then the newspaper said like the 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 two were dead. But uh, Frank Sinatra was like, "Oh, he did it. He didn't have proof." And that uh, Lawrence Harvey was like, "I'm just gonna go hide out for a while."
0: Oh yeah yeah
1: yeah. And then until he got called again to essentially assassinate assassinate the uh, the was he like newly elected president? Yeah yeah. So that his his stepfather can become president. And, oh yeah, that's right. And he was being controlled by Angela Lansbury's character.
0: I like. I'm glad he died because yeah. like that was the most humane thing you could do for that character.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There was like no way of him getting, especially like because you can tell like even though um, even though it's Frank Sinatra's character had like kind of like try to wipe his memory of what happened mm-hmm. you can still tell it was there it was yeah. still irking him and he remembered it
0: it's like that that generational trauma
1: yeah exactly it, exactly like
0: it, it's still there even if you can't remember it or you didn't you, you don't re, yeah you don't remember it mm. i don't know what i was trying to say something else but it came <laughs> out exactly the same
1: <laughs> <laughs> um so there was something i wanted to point out because i remember we kept talking about this during the movie and even after that this ser- this series of like Shots that were out of focus. Yeah, and we were just like, "Why is it out of focus?" You know, and it's and it's not by like some bullshit director. This is by John Frankenheimer. Um,
0: is this the one that had the dirty lens?
1: No, what was that? No, that was <laughs> that was. I think that was Jason Three. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Frankenheimer, you know, is uh, wait, dude. I think he did. Uh, did he do that? John Frankenheimer did seconds.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's why I was like, I did. Think about seconds.
1: Um, oh, of course, French Connection 2, Black Sun. Okay. So anyway, the reason why I want to bring that up is because... Um, so uh, what happens that Frank Sinatra's level of acting was he was the type of person who could get it in one take. Like, that's what he gave it his all one take. And it was hard for him to emulate that in later takes. Mm-hmm. So that's what they were able to work around. And sometimes, even if there was a technical issue... John Frankenheimer just kept it in mm-hmm. if he could salvage it. So that's why some of the films were some of the shots were out of focus. Um, one thing that is widely regarded as a highly acclaimed shot is the scene where uh, Frank Sinatra's character is talking to Lee Harvey's character. And remember how Frank Sinatra's really out of focus?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, a lot of people say that, like, oh, that's like um, the character. His perspective is like blurred as fuck now because he's being torn. hmm. Um, however, John Frankheimer had said that, uh, rather than, rather than do the, uh, rather than the shot be, uh, evidence inspiration, it was an accidentally, it was an accidental shot and it was like the best tank that Sinatra could do. So he was like, yeah, let's leave it in there and we'll just find a way around it or some shit like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a hard actor to work with. Frank Sinatra? Yeah. Like if his first take is his best one
1: mm-hmm. that's how some actors are like they get into that mode and they like they're just like we got to take it in, we gotta get i think that's how time. i
0: would be honestly because oh, okay. there are times where i'm like we're animated we're we're talking and mm-hmm. then something fucks up and we have to record again yeah and it always feels off
1: yeah i mean i, I i'm kind of the same way um uh, when I was when I took a uh, TV production class a couple of years ago, uh, the teacher to have us get into the feel of of how to direct actors, he made us act out scenes and record it. Mm-hmm. And every time I was, uh, every time I kept fucking up, I get I got more and more frustrated to the point where I was like, "Fuck, I can't remember my fucking lines and shit like that."
0: Um, that makes me think of when you play games on your phone or something. Mm-hmm. The more you play it, the harder it is to play, because like your brain checks out.
1: Yeah. There goes there it's goes patches,
0: patches. again. Hey, Thank you, boy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he
0: forcefully rams his head into my fist. No.
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> he's giving you a fist bump with his head. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so, I mean, given that this is a black and white film, you know, I still have to ask this question. You know, do you think this film still holds up? Yes. Oh! Oh! Wow! All right.
0: I do. I have to ask you the same thing because you also hadn't seen this movie.
1: Um, I think it still does hold up, especially because the topic and how um, how interesting it can be, and just to kind of see something that can be seen as very poignant back then, as it can be seen today.
0: I think even more so now. I think. <laughs> maybe back then the movie was scarier because yeah. of the red scare and like
1: and maybe more like far fetch or some shit like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And now you're like that's totally fucking possible. That's possible. That's possible. And like but the message is clearer now than I think it was back then.
1: Yeah, I mean they had a they essentially had a show that uh followed the same topic um, it was on HBO for like a number of seasons. Uh, starring Claire Danes. It was called um, Homeland, which kind of had the same topic. Uh, no, that
0: wasn't uh, HBO, was it?
1: No, that was uh, Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. Oh, well, the it, it topic like of a sleeper agent.
0: Yeah, yeah, I watched that, and then it got too ridiculous for me, and I fell off.
1: That That's what I heard. It just got more and more ridiculous. It
0: did. Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, I think it still does hold up. Um, I think it would be very hard for people who have an issue watching certain black and white films or who don't understand like the merit of like a really slow pacing type story
0: or to, like, even like the some of the shots are kind of outdated sometimes mm-hmm. like their techniques and styles mm-hmm. they're they're not to what we're used to now so like sometimes they're not as smooth and then yeah. you can really feel that and it takes you out of the story this one really didn't have that problem that much
1: yeah it's because it it's, was
0: just a focus
1: yeah because it's like a lot of the shots are very like we're very innovative at the time and now we've seen these shots done so many times that if we see, if we see that movie now, some people see the Maturing Candidate uh, 1962 version now, they're just like, I've seen that shot. Where do you think they got it from? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I still enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I had never seen it. It was on my radar for a while. Um, but I am glad that we, we did watch it, finally. <laughs> yes. I think this is a movie that's like on the list. The yeah. ever-growing list.
0: <laughs> I think we should watch... This is on the Criterion Collection, isn't it?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: I bet you it is.
1: It probably is. I wouldn't doubt it.
0: I'm going to look it up while you talk.
1: Okay, while you do that, um, we're going to, oh, I'm, that's going to be it for our show for this week. Uh, we want to thank you all for joining us on this, uh, somewhat politically heavy uh, episode of the Real Evil Podcast. Um, you can find this episode and all pa- 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 yeah, past episodes on uh, Podbean, Spotify, or uh, sorry, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or other podcast catchers. Um, is it, it is pod- on the it is? Yep. Does it tell you what sleeve it is?
0: Um, I think it does. Hold on.
1: Um, so we are oh so yeah I want to say again thank you uh so next week um it's kind of a slow week as in new releases so we're going to talk about a movie that we uh looked over we're going to take a step back and kind of review this movie um it is Sofia Coppola's latest film on the rocks which is available to watch on Apple TV plus uh sorry, you know, Bill Murray and Rashida Jones. Um, from what I heard, it's it's not too bad. Um so we're gonna pair that with our geriatric cinematic, which is 1973's Paper Moon. Now, Paper Moon is available to rent on Amazon, Google Play, and YouTube. Did you get the number of the sleeve?
0: No, I'm still looking
1: for it. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, the topic of that week's episode is Apple of My Eye. Uh, so yeah, you want to join I'm not, us? I'm
0: not as proud of that one as I am.
1: Apple of my eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all can't. They all can't be winners. I know. <laughs> so you want you should join us for next week uh, when we discuss that film. Uh, Eight
0: hundred and three.
1: Oh, that's the sleeve number. Mm-hmm. All right. We the mystery has been solved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wasn't even listening to you this whole time. I'm like what sleeve number is that? Uh,
1: so with that, we're gonna bid you guys adieu. Guys and gals, we're going to bid you all adieu. Um, wear your mask. Uh, you can still vote if you're out in Georgia. Hopefully that state gets flood blue. That'd be great, because that means we can win the Senate.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, sorry, it is blue, but...
0: I think we, we need should to- play that song by Eiffel 65.
1: What song is that?
0: About the blue? Uh,
1: no. No. Yes. No, we're not playing that song.
0: Blue blew his house with the blue, with a blue Corvette, and everything he sees is blue. And himself.
1: Okay, you can stop.
0: And everybody (laughs) around, because he ain't got nobody to listen. Listen, listen. Are you done?
1: (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Fuck it, we're gonna end it on that.